Hello. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm doing this right, but who actually knows? So let's do it. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I am very excited to be back. I haven't spoken with you all in two weeks, which it honestly feels a lot longer. I'm still getting the hang of having the microphone in my hand. I have started and stopped this episode a few times, uh, being very picky about it, but I think we're going. I think we got it going on. This episode is going to be an episode one of Just Catching Up and two, budget-friendly travel tips, which I am fresh out of a week-long trip in Amsterdam. So I have compiled a list of ways that I like to travel budget-friendly. I have been fortunate enough to take a few international trips, have been traveling um, a lot ever since I got a taste of it. I kind of haven't stopped. I'm a very flighty person and I have the best ways to travel. So I hope you guys can take away some of those things so that you can also travel, especially on a budget, because I know that is something that is very relevant for those in their 20s. So sit back, we're going to catch up a bit, and then we will be on to the travel tips. For those of you who don't know where I was, I was lucky enough to spend a week-long trip in Amsterdam. I flew out of LA last Saturday and then landed Sunday, so two days ago, because I'm recording this on a Tuesday. And I flew to Amsterdam and met my family there, so it was a family trip, and it was lovely. My it was for the trip was for my Gigi. My Gigi is my grandma on my mom's side. I know she has the cutest little name. I did name her. Give me some credit there. But she really wanted to see the tulips bloom. And it is tulip season in Amsterdam. So we made that happen for her, which I was really excited about. Because unfortunately, old age is hitting her. And she might not have that many abroad trips or any other abroad trips under her belt. So the fact that three generations of our family could be there. It was pretty cool. It was my Gigi, my parents, um, my dad's parents who are from New York, and then myself, my sister Anna, and my brother Matthew. So Matthew flew from Boulder, Anna flew from Chicago, and my grandparents flew from New York. So we were really coming everywhere to get to Amsterdam. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I got in on a Sunday at night. My whole family was there before and I met them out at dinner and they were the perfect amount of like delirious, sleepy and drunk to entertain me. So it was like good to catch up and see them. They were all like very excited to see me in the very beginning, which was nice. And then we started off on our trip and we had like we pounded pavement, which everyone does in Europe. Um, But spending a week in a European city, you don't have to do like I don't think you have to, to spend a week in Amsterdam. Um, and this was actually my second time going to Amsterdam, but I am very happy that we spent um, a week there. It was, we did a lot of the touristy things, but we also had a lot of time to plan out things that weren't as touristy. And we traveled and we saw a bunch of different neighborhoods and we tried a bunch of different restaurants. Um, the first day, actually, I'll just take you through our itinerary so you can see how much we were just pounding pavement. Um, we did a bike tour through the city, not with the grandparents, uh, just mom, dad, siblings, and it was freezing. I am one, a horrible biker, absolutely the worst, and when I get cold, I am very moody. When I'm cold and I'm hangry, I'm a moody person, um, and then we did lunch 
and we just kind of bar hopped around after that. It was a lot of like pub hopping, which was really nice. Amsterdam's known for a lot of their pubs. So that was nice to kind of like whenever we had downtime, we're like, oh, let's just go grab a beer or grab a spritz or grab some frites and like sit down and just catch up. And I think that is also a really big plus to spending a week in a European city is that sometimes it is like when you have some downtime, you're like, okay, well, let's explore something new. Um, And you're not always just like super, super tired. But the first day was like really nice to be like, okay, yeah, like let's go grab a beer. Um, the second day we went on a day trip to the Holland countryside and we saw the windmills and it was absolutely breathtaking. We, Gigi had a walker and she was walking and it was that day that we're like, okay, we need to get her a scooter or a wheelchair because the next day we were going to the tulips. Um, and we're like, she cannot be walking around. We're going to tire her out. So the next day when we went to the tulips, which was another day trip, which was the whole reason we went, we got her a wheelchair, which was super nice and I was the designated pusher for her I think I self-designated myself as that um I'm like very protective over my Gigi yeah so our third day we went to see the tulips and she was so cute when I was pushing her around she was like okay I think this would look really good on the farm I think this would look amazing on the farm we were like stopping and taking photos and we were eating all like the street food and it was just a really nice peaceful um relaxing day and I had actually horrible jet lag in the beginning of the trip, so I was like kind of tired and out, out out of it. And one thing actually that night, I remember it was our third day after the tulips. I got a reality check from my family, which I feel like I wanted to talk about because sometimes traveling, of course, there's so much bliss and everything around it. Um, but it also can be hard, like when you're really tired I got in like a pretty negative mood and I wasn't a like yes woman on the trip it wasn't that I didn't want to do anything but I think I went into every answer like logistics first and it was ruining the vibe and my mom and my sister called me out on that which I respect because I think everyone needs someone to keep them in check and it really turned the whole trip around um for me at least I was like way more positive I also got a really good night's sleep that night so I was way more um energetic for sure And then the rest of the trip was a lot of museums. So Amsterdam is known for a lot of their museums, the Rijksmuseum, the MoCo, Van Gogh. Um, I'm not the biggest museum goer, but I do appreciate, you know, how beautiful they are. And if you're in a city that's known for something, I probably won't say no to doing it. Um, We also did the Heineken experience, which is a very modern experience in Amsterdam. And then we explored the Nine Streets. And we did the floating flower market and we did like an Albert Cup market. So we did basically everything that you could do. The nice part, like I said earlier though, was being there for a week. I kind of, I got my, the lay of the land very well. And you also could sit there and take in how the Dutch live. The Dutch are one, beautiful. They have slow living and they're very kind. And it's also nice just to be able to sit there and have a conversation with your waiter or have a conversation with your tour guide and not feel so rushed. Sometimes on shorter trips, I'm always like, well, what's next? What's next? And that's also just who I am. But on a longer week trip, being able to take all of the experiences in and the conversations and the views. One of my favorite days actually was the last last day when we were walking through um, Jordan and the Nine Streets. 
and we did a canal tour after. It was a private canal tour and we had champagne and we had chocolates and cashews and strawberries and we had an amazing tour guide and it wasn't just like spitting facts at us it was actually very conversational and he had like seen the world and had so many different experiences but he was one of the most humble people and I think that's one of my favorite things about traveling is the type of people that you meet and the type of people that will you know, make you question maybe your beliefs, what you're doing in life, your interests, and just be like, you know what, there is always so much out there and so many different perspectives. And it's nice to take a step back and realize that. So the trip was not only pounding pavement, it was meeting new people. It was getting closer with my family. I have this photo one night, my parents um, and Matthew and myself went out to the old sailor pub and we were playing the finger game, which is a drinking game where everyone has a finger on it and you count like three, two, one, and the person who's its its turn will say like four. And then like if there's four fingers left on the cup because you can pull it, you like win and you're out and you don't have to chug the drink or take the Jaeger shot of what we were doing. Um, And we were playing with some like two British guys. It was so funny, but we had a Polaroid photo taken us. Five euros. It was worth five euros. Um, But it is absolutely beautiful and I stole it. So it is on my desk and I'm looking at it. Um, but all in all, the the trip was amazing. It was much needed. It was an unplugged time. It was time for my family to give me a little bit of a reality check um, about my attitude. And when I went home, I felt like it was it was time to go home because we did so much. Um, but I don't know. It wasn't like I was like, okay, I'm over this trip. I just felt very content. And I think that's the best way to feel after – a trip content about going to your life back in the states and content about the experience that you just shared with everyone so all in all the trip was amazing it really filled my cup filled my heart was a great wholesome time with my family um but coming fresh out of a trip i have a lot of traveling tips that i wanted to share with you guys when i first started the podcast a few of you guys asked you know you've been um well traveled do you have any tips and for sure I do, especially around a budget. So I compiled some for you guys. Um, I do want to start. These are budget-friendly travel tips. These are not tips on how to travel luxurious. This is how to travel more. I do think traveling makes you more of a well-rounded person. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all just on the spinning rocks, so you might as well explore it. So yeah, I hope this helps you guys travel better smarter and more so let's start at the very beginning booking flights i have found a system that i like to use um let me just start off by saying this is not proven by any algorithm technology it's just a pattern that i found um, I normally use Google Flights and Hopper for you guys that don't know what Hopper is. It is an app that you can type in the trip and the dates of when and where you're looking to travel and it will track the flights and it will tell you, oh, like this is um, maybe like 194 this weekend and it's looking like the flights are going to go higher in price. So book soon. Um, and I use it basically. I never really purchased from Hopper. I just look to see if the prices are like raising or going down Um, because it is pretty accurate and sometimes it'll be like 190 and they're like oh it's expected to drop and I'm like okay well I'm not going to book yet 
but I will always um, book on Google Flights. So I put on notifications for Hopper and Google Flights. Um, and when you put on your notifications for Google Flights, it will email you every morning saying the price change of the trip that you're looking at. So I'm going to New Orleans in May and I have an email sent to me every day searching for um, flights from May 19th to like May 22nd. And I'll be like, oh, it's up 60, it's down 70. And I'm like, okay, if it's down 70, then I go to Hopper and I'm like, are they expected to go up or stay down? And if it says go down, I'm not going to book it that day. Um, so use both, leverage both. And then the other thing that I do is I always try to book either Tuesday morning or Saturday a.m. Specifically, it has to be the a.m. Um, I assume this is when less people are looking at flights, so they'll put out the cheaper flight prices. And the a.m., once you like start looking on Google Flights too at the flights, it does pick up on that and it will um, raise the prices a little bit like 50 bucks. So if you keep on it and you you check it, you'll be good, but you got to gotta stay on it. Um, so and something I did on this last trip in Amsterdam was I went to book flights and they wanted me to book. I took had to take four flights because they were all connecting and they wanted me to book through Kiwi. Um, and something that I don't do is I don't book through um, some like third party flight company. So I was not booking through Kiwi. But I did like all of those flight times. It worked out with my schedule the best. So I went on each individual flight and bought them myself. And actually, it saves you money because Kiwi will upcharge you for any baggage um, and also like service fees. So I think it did end up saving me like $100. And $100 is an experience um, abroad. So when you can save on that, you can get another experience, which is awesome just remember that you are going to be in charge of you know checking your bag getting it and rechecking it um and also if you have a carry-on allowed or not or if you have to buy one so also with that being said for international trips and as many trips as possible um i do not check a bag for trips in the united states i will check a bag if i'm flying with my travel credit card because it's for free Otherwise, if I'm going abroad, I will never check it. One, I don't want it to get lost. And two, the way I travel is I always put myself on my back. So I use backpacking backpacks. Um, when I first went to Amsterdam in October, I borrowed my sister's like North Face backpack and was able to fit like three pairs of shoes, stuff for Oktoberfest for Amsterdam, for Germany. And it was cold. So it was a lot of layers and it fit everything. And this time I borrowed David's backpacking osprey backpack and i'm not kidding you guys i had an outfit for every day so seven days two going out outfits three pairs of shoes a trench coat and a leather jacket and i i will say it was very heavy um they did not make me weigh my bag it was definitely over i definitely have back problems now but i think for traveling international if you can put stuff in a backpacking backpack it's also you can shove things down tip also on packing don't roll your jeans lay your jeans flat and roll everything else when you roll your jeans it gets too thick so that is another one on packing 101 um the other thing is what are you going to wear on a plane you're going to wear layers i'm sorry you're going to be hot going through your security check-in and whatever i wore my biggest boots that i was bringing abroad 
I was bringing a leather jacket and it was like a retro thick leather jacket and then a trench coat over it and a sweater. So if I, yes, I did regret it at some points, especially on my flight home because I woke up and I was very hungover because the last night I was like, oh, I'm just going to like get really like champagne and Aperol spritz drunk and my hangover hit and I had a thousand layers on and coming home back to LA, I thought it was overheating, but it saved me money. You know what? So it's fine. So wear layers on the plane. Who cares if you look a little stupid? Guess what? You're going to build character. And you can always take your layers off and there's always room above you in your seat. So just shove it in there right by your checked bag and you will be fine. Um, and another tip that I actually have never done this, but this was a tip that my mom got from her college roommates and it was to bring old pajamas. So what you sleep in can be old pajamas and you just leave them there and it leaves room for things if you are going to purchase a lot in Europe and it saves space, which I thought was cool. I didn't do that, but it would have been smart. I also didn't do that much shopping in Amsterdam. I got, I brought home a few things. I got a jewelry set that I'm very excited about. I've been looking for a gold and black accent, so I got a ring and a matching necklace. But my prize, absolute prize, you guys, was I got green Adidas gazelles with the gum bottom, and I I love them. They are my babies. It was my birthday present to myself, one of the probably five that I'm going to do. Um, if you can't tell, I do love birthdays. And I found the gazelles in Adidas and I'm just so, so, so proud of them. But I didn't really need more room because I was pretty good at rolling and stuffing in that Osprey backpack. Um, the next piece of advice I will say is make public transportation your friend. It is daunting with the language barrier. But if you're going from a train station or an airport, or if you're going from an airport and can take a train station, it's pretty easy to get on Google Maps um, when you're in the airport, which all airports have free Wi-Fi um, or train stations, and type in your destination. And even if you leave Wi-Fi, as long as you don't close all the way out of Google Maps, it's still going to navigate for you. So public transportation will save you probably like $70 on an Uber, which is really nice. When I landed in Amsterdam, I um, took the train and wanted to make sure I was getting on the right train like I was following the Google Maps but there's also normally train workers and people are normally nicer than you think so you can literally follow the steps on Google Maps because it will be the exact same like name and everything in the country that you're at for the train station you need to get off and stop you need to get off how many stops so if you can like pay attention to that stuff you'll be fine we did it in Greece too and Greece was way more of a language barrier than Amsterdam obviously and I did that with my siblings and it um, saved us a lot of money, which was really nice. And I also just love public transportation. Every time I go uh, to New York or back to Chicago or when I lived in Chicago, I was always like wanting to take the train and asking my friends, like, can we take the train? Um, <laughs> and we'd go on date nights, David and I, and I would be like, okay, come over at this time. We're taking the train. And I know like taking the subway is way more um, – relevant than taking the train in in Chicago but I wish people in Chicago took it more I just think it's like a little rush of fun I don't know (laughs) um okay a few more tips this is just probably me being me healthy Emma wake up and just chug water do it for yourself 
do it for your body you're in Europe people don't drink water in Europe they drink like maybe four glasses and it's like you have to ask for water so chug like a whole hydro flask two if you can right away in the morning because if you're like me you're probably gonna go out on your day and you're gonna be doing the espresso spritz another coffee coke zero beer routine like it's just gonna be constantly different liquids that aren't water rotating through your system so if you can just get it in the morning your body's gonna love you your mood's gonna love you and you know it might have saved me from a few reality checks on this trip I got one but maybe I could have gotten two if I wasn't chugging water every morning um and the next thing is I run hangry you guys so I always have like mini granola bars on me especially on flights I don't know what it is about like 12-hour flights I'm not even moving and I'm always starving and like the second I feel an inkling of hunger hunger I'm like okay I gotta I gotta go in on something so I always have snacks on me and it's always nice to have snacks in Europe too um especially if you're traveling with a group I did that when I was first went to Amsterdam I was like okay I just need to like have something in my system I gotta be good am I nice am I to my friends and to do that I just have to have something um and then of course before every flight I try to drink a green juice or electrolytes boring but it works you guys seriously it will keep you hydrated and it also just make you feel good I also feel like shit after every flight um coming home from LA I literally was up for like 26 hours and I fell asleep at 7 45 I slept for 10 hours the first night I got back but I planned it so that I would be jet lag so that's the other thing is plan when you're going to be up and when you're going to go to sleep um and there's like so many tri- tips and tricks that are might be better that are out there. But like I said, this is just what I learned. I think it is 100% okay to be stingy when you're traveling, especially in your 20s. I recommend it. I, I think traveling makes you a more well-rounded person. And it is an experience that is way more fun when you are younger. And it is way more fun when you're with friends. So travel in groups travel often travel smart and take advantage of it all um and with that everyone i will talk to you guys next week with a special guest that i'm recording with tomorrow and i'm very excited to welcome her and i think you guys will love this episode so next week's not a solo episode so we'll chat then bye guys